Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series, The Supernatural. We've been talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit How the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of the supernatural on the earth today. We've been talking about who is the Holy Spirit and what is his name. And then we related the golden oil from the book of Zechariah where it says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This is a prophetic word of the Holy Spirit being the manifestation of miracles in the supernatural on earth. We said Jesus operated in it. In Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. This power brought change to the natural world. It was a good change, a healing change, and a change from oppression. The anointing of the Spirit has a purpose to bring about positive change to manifest the blessings of God from heaven to the earth. And we talked about how the golden oil in the book of Zechariah is a type and shadow of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the works we do will be even greater than what he has done after he leaves and sends us the helper. And we read John fourteen twelve. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And then we ended yesterday on John 14, verses 15 through 17. Jesus said, I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. In Luke 24, 49, Jesus tells his disciples not to go anywhere or do anything until they're endued with power from on high. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Well, I hope you're seeing this. We need the power from on high in order to be effective witnesses, or we could say effective lights to the world. 
It's the golden oil we need, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to perform miracles. I'm not sure whether I should use the word perform or have the ability, but two definitions of the word performance are, one, the execution or accomplishment of work, acts, or feats, and the second one is the manner or quality of functioning. So the reason I like these definitions is because they can be attributed to either my personal abilities and giftings or his abilities and giftings within me. The important factor for me is to know the difference. As a minister and a musician, I take careful observance to know how and when it's me and how and when it's him. As a minister, I've accomplished, through my own efforts, several degrees in education. In other words, I have personally earned the title of Ph.D. in theology. I actually have two associates, one bachelor's, one master's, one doctorate, and one Ph.D., and I'm currently working on a second bachelor's with a second school of ministry. One thing I've learned and continue to learn is this. The more I learn, the more I learn how much I don't know. But while I'm thankful for my education and why I continue my education is for one purpose, to continue learning. No degree that I've earned tells me that I have arrived. My education has helped me greatly and will continue to do so as long as I continue to do so. My papers on the wall are a continual reminder to keep going. When I consider the titles doctor or Ph.D., I realize they're not as much for me as they are helpful for others to know that I have an education and I believe in education. But I also have another title. It's pastor. Now, I find this title interesting because it's something that has been given to me, not something I have earned. We find that in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. I believe this particular title to be a gifting from God, a calling. How do I handle this? Where are the papers for this? To whom can I credit this? How can I improve this? How does this operate? Well, oh yes, I can spend hours in preparation to preach a sermon, use all the graphics and technology to wow the crowd, and I can even attempt to use my charisma and delivery to make something happen, but in truth, I can't make the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit manifest anything through my own strength or any of my education. This title, Pastor, is different. I personally prefer to use this title because it is not something I have earned. Yes, I do need to be faithful in whatever part I'm responsible for, but beyond that, without the Holy Spirit, I am helpless. Is it possible this is where Zerubbabel was in his own personal efforts to rebuild the temple? He had the title of governor. What more could he possibly need? Some say Christians are weak because they have a crutch upon a God that does not exist. They are unable to take responsibility and get things done themselves. They are not capable of believing in themselves to take care of the issues in life, and if they can't do it, just to admit it and let it go. The self-made are those who have earned it themselves through their own strength and have no need for a God because they're not weak and afraid. Well, for me, I've come to an understanding that there is a supernatural God who can help me to accomplish things I could never do myself. Through him, I can receive strength, wisdom, fortitude, peace, joy, healing, deliverance, provision, miracles, and the list goes on and on. Here are a few of my favorite scriptures. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19, 
and my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And I could say that scripture this way. I am of God and have overcome them because he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Or I could say it this way. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, my faith. And Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Wow. Someone might call me weak, afraid, or whatever they want. But they can never call me less than a conqueror. I believe in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist understood this. His disciples came to him in fear, warning him that all the people were leaving and following after Jesus Christ. John's statement was profound. In John 3:27, he said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. I like the Amplified and the Message versions too. The Amplified of John 3:27 says, A man can receive nothing. He can claim nothing. He can take unto himself nothing except as it has been granted to him from heaven. A man must be content to receive the gift which is given him from heaven. There is no other source. And then the message version, it is not possible for a person to succeed, I'm talking about eternal success, without heaven's help. You see, the Holy Spirit's job is the helper or the comforter, the supernatural. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit performs in all our church services and in my daily ministry it's the execution or accomplishment of work acts feats etc the manner or quality of functioning if there ever comes a day where he does not assist i might as well just stop and go home why because zechariah 4 6 in the message says this is god's message to zerubbabel you can't force these things they only come about through my spirit says the god of the angel armies you see, it is performance, not mine, but his, and all the glory goes to God. Remember the picture of the five loaves and two fish? Picture it now. How many people can we feed? Ha, wow. Well, John six thirty-two through 33 says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Revelation chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. What is Jesus saying here? He's calling some wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, because they say they have need of nothing. They trust in themselves and do not realize that God is their real supply. I'm so thankful for the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, I can hardly stand it. How can I ever explain my joy, my peace, and my victories in life without telling their source? The healing of my body, of an incurable STD, the removal of a heart murmur that I had since birth for 30 years and since July 20th, 1983 is gone. The numerous financial blessings and victories that defy explanation. 
And then all the people I've prayed for and seen many miracles over and over. God's provision, God's healing, God's deliverance. But then there are those who say Christ has not been raised from the dead. Paul calls them most miserable and to be pitied. In 1 Corinthians 15, 19, in the Amplified Version, he says, If we who are abiding in Christ have hope only in this life, and that is all, then we are, of all people, most miserable and to be pitied. Yes, the most supernatural event that has ever taken place is the resurrection of Christ. And if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will give life to your mortal body. That is truly supernatural. Listen to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Yes, I am so thankful that my life is not limited by the things I can see. Even the blind know better than that. The only way to discover the true source is to believe in the supernatural. It's the only way to explain how Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Well, guess what? Our natural time is up. See you tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.